Thank you, Dancy. Give me just one second as I have more notes than usual this morning. Uh, so that hence the two music stand podium things. So while I open them up. Awesome. Well, hello, Hope City Church. I'm very excited to be speaking to you all this morning. I consider it quite the privilege. My name is Caleb. I'm part of the team here, and I hope you all had a very Merry Christmas and a relaxing uh, Boxing Day this past week. So if you've been with us for a while, you know that we've been kind of tracking through the book of Luke, um, and the book of Luke is a book in the Bible which tells us about the life of Jesus Christ. And if you haven't been with us, that's great because we're not in Luke. We're going to be in a different book this morning. We're going to be in the book of the Bible called the Psalms, and that is written in a time period for the Israelite kingdom, which is in kind of an ancient civilization existing uh, around 1,000-ish B.C. and long, long ago. Anyways, <clears throat> dates and things. So these are psalms, and the psalms are a collection of songs and prayers uh, written for the use of these people uh, to sing and pray to the Lord. And we're going to be in Psalm chapter 2. That's going to be page 543 on the Bibles in your chairs. Um, so it should just say Psalm 2 right there on uh, 543. And we're going to read that. And I'm going to have Selassie come up and read the passage for us. Psalm 2. Why do the nations conspire and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and his anointed, saying, Let us break their chains and throw off their shackles. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. He rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath, saying, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain. I will proclaim the Lord's decree. He said to me, you are my son. Today I have become your father. Ask me and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. You will break them with a rod of iron. You will dash them to pieces like pottery. Therefore, you kings, be wise, be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and celebrate his rule with trembling. Kiss the sun, or he will be angry, and your way will lead you to your destruction. For his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. Thank you, Selassie. I think I'll leave that right there. So, this passage... <clears throat> is a bit of a strange one, a lot going on in it, uh, lots of things being said. I just want to clarify it. You have the iron rod, you got broken jars, you have nations as an inheritance. It sounds pretty nice. Now, first thing I want to clarify is, who is this psalm speaking about? The psalm is speaking about Jesus Christ. We know this because in another book of the Bible called Acts, it tells us. Acts chapter 4, you can read it if you'd like. It says very plainly that this is a psalm speaking directly of Jesus Christ. He is God's king, the one installed on that holy hill called Zion. He is the all-powerful king. And it tells us that God's king is ruling. God's king is reigning. 
that he has absolute authority and that any oppose him will be dashed to pieces. The image of a clay jar being shattered by an iron rod. Not going to try that word. It, um, It contrasts absolute power, smashing powerlessness. The overarching emphasis of the passage is Christ is in control. He's king. He's all-powerful world, over all-powerful king over the whole world, and any who oppose him, they do it in vain. Now, if Christ is the all-powerful king, and he's reigning over the whole earth, the question becomes, how do you respond? Do you fight, or do you submit? We see in this passage, in verse 3, that the kings and rulers plot to overthrow Jesus as king. They see his rule as shackles, his decree as chains. They want to be free. They want to be free from the king, the reign of Christ. They want independence. They see Christ as oppressive. And to a certain extent, I... I'll be honest, I kind of agree with them. To be independent, to be my own man, to set the course, to set the agenda, that sounds appealing. The idea of doing whatever I want, when I want, how I want, that sounds really, really great. The freedom to live life without caring about consequences, I get to set the course. I decide what is right and what is wrong And no one gets to tell me otherwise. I don't have to adhere to some moral code given by an abstract being. Independence. Freedom. It sounds appealing. To be the master and commander of your fate. Life is whatever you make it. I get to spend my money how I want. I don't have to... I get to rule my bank account. I get to rule my resources. I don't have to give to the poor. I don't have to care about the widow and the orphan. I can just focus on me and my life. So if I I were to oppose God's rule, if I was opposing Christ, I certainly wouldn't be living in Scotland. If you can tell, I'm not from here. I'm from Phoenix, where the weather's really hot instead of really cold, and the sun's always out. I would have stayed back in Phoenix in my job that paid me actually very well. I would have spent my money frivolously, doing whatever I'd like, taking trips here and there. I doubt I'd be married. Who wants to be tied down to just one woman? Come on. Why would I want to be shackled like that? I don't want this God holding me back. I want to cast off these shackles. I want to be free of his rule. I want to live life as I see fit. I want to pursue my own dreams. Another way to put it is I'm a strong, independent man, and I don't need no God. This is what the kings and the rulers are saying. The nations plot. They want to overthrow Christ as king. They don't want to submit. They want to fight. These nations are all about themselves. They want to set the rules. They want to see the game. 
They want to win the game. They see God's king and they want a fight. They see slavery and bondage under God and desire to be free of it. They see Jesus as the evil Sith Lord Palpatine wielding the dark forces of the empire to oppress the galaxy. They see themselves as Han Solo and the rebels, a new hope. Certainly, even as someone who's tried to submit to Christ, I find myself failing. I find myself fighting. I definitely would have seen the rule of Christ as oppressive in my life. Come on, Jesus, do I really have to care about the poor? Do I really have to help those who would never, ever help me back? I never get anything out of that. Do I really have to give my money to your kingdom? Do I have to invest myself into your kingdom? Do I actually have to love my enemies? Sounds rather drab. Do I actually have to submit to your rule, to your will? My natural inclination is to fight against Christ's rule. My first reaction is to see Christ as shackles. But the reality is, is that Christ's reign is true independence. You see, they wrongly, the nations wrongly see Christ as that evil Sith Lord. You see, when, I lost my place in my notes. See, how can this be, sorry, I'll get there. So true submission to Christ is true independence, and the question is, how can true submission be? Freedom. How can that be freedom? Someone else telling you what to do, that doesn't sound like freedom. That doesn't sound like independence. The answer to that question of how is freedom found in the reign of Christ, and the answer is found in Jesus Christ. Because when we submit to Christ's rule, it is no longer about what I do. It's no longer about what I've done. It's no longer about what I want to pursue. But it becomes about what Christ has done. We find freedom from the uncertainty of life. We find freedom from death. We find refuge in Christ from everything that's going on around us. You see, Christ has done it. He is one. The nations are his inheritance. He holds the iron rod and dashes everyone else to pieces. This entire psalm shows us what happens to those who fight, to those who oppose Christ as king. They're destroyed. The psalm asks the question at the very beginning. Why do the nations conspire and the people's plot in vain? The opening tells you the ending. It's all pointless to fight. And yet, the nations still do it. I still do it. I still want to resist 
God's rule in my life. I plot in vain. I like to think of a time where I no longer need to be fully reliant on God, where I need to fully take refuge in him, but me and him, we can kind of like go together. You know, he'll be the pilot, I'll be the co-pilot, and I'll fly the plane when Jesus needs to nap. That actually doesn't quite work. See, I plot and I fight pointlessly and I struggle to shake this desire to be independent. Shake this desire. I have struggled to shake the desire to be solely reliant on myself. That every time, and yet every time I oppose God, I know that it will end with my destruction. Yet this psalm ends with an invitation to submit to Jesus. The psalm closes with words of submit to the king, kiss the son. Kiss the son, lest he be angry with you. And a kiss in that culture was a sign of submission to the ruling authority. So the question becomes, are we going to kiss the son? And I know that many of us here are professing Christians. And that we would all say that we submit to the rule of Christ. We'd all say that we submit. We'd say that we're never fighting against what he wants for us. Never fighting against his decree. And I've spoken a lot about what my life would look like if I were to oppose God's reign and and what it does look like when I do oppose it. But the thing is, is I want to submit. I want to say that Christ is the reigning king. And when I do that, I can't imagine what my life would have been like. I would not have pictured this to be my life. To live in Scotland and how amazing and wonderful that that's been because I submitted to the king. To meet the most wonderful people, see some of the most beautiful places. That happens and that happened because I said, Jesus, you're in control. You're the king. You set the course. I couldn't have imagined how wonderful marriage to my wife would have been. When everything around me in my culture and society and even peer groups told me it's better to have multiple partners. And yet marriage has been beautiful and amazing and I'm blessed to have it. And I get to see how much I've grown and how much my wife has grown over this commitment we've made to one another. Christ reigning in my life has been the best thing that's ever happened. I don't have to wonder what my purpose in life is. I don't have to hunt for my happiness. I get to have all of that found in the king. I know that Jesus has laid out a direction for my life, that he's guiding me, and I know that no matter how hard life gets, no matter how dark, no matter how scary, I can always take refuge in him. I know that submission to Christ is for my benefit, for even when life deals a crushing blow, I know that my king will be victorious. I know that my king is always near. And taking refuge, the thing about it is you're looking for a safe place while you're in danger. You don't need refuge if there's no danger. It makes me think of the London Blitz. When you're out 
And the sirens go off. You need to run. You need to find refuge, a shelter. Get underground. Get to a safe place. And while you're in the safe place, you should stay there because the bombs are still falling. You don't want to go outside. In the same way, taking refuge in Christ is that you are in a safe place and it's in your best interest to remain in him so that you don't go outside and be destroyed. Stay in the refuge. Submit to the king. And you see, I've ref- I've, as I've done a lot of reflecting over this, this talk as I prepared it, I thought a lot about what would my life be if I wasn't a Christian? What would my life be if I didn't submit to the king? It's a very natural time of year. Today is a very natural place for us to think and look back on this year, on our lives. It happens every year. At the end of the year, you go, man, what did I do? What's, what's going on? How have I changed? How have I grown? And so I ask you, as we look back this year and reflect, have we been fighting God's rule in our life or have we been submitting? Just some of the highlights or lowlights, if you'd like them, of the news cycle this year. We saw Brexit postponed one, two, three thousand times. We saw a PM step down. We saw a 16-year-old vaunt climate change into the forefront. We saw a president impeached. And those don't even account for what's going on in your individual lives. And I won't sit here and speculate on what's gone on in your lives, but I'm sure it's been full of sadness. I'm sure it's been full of joy. That there has been ups and downs. As we look back, we ask ourselves, were we fighting or were we submitting to Christ's rule? Are we trusting that he's been in control this whole time? Have we taken refuge as the bombs are falling around us. I know that this year has been full of pain and regret for many of us. And it's also been full of joy and laughter. There have been good and bad times. Has Christ been reigning in it all, over it all? Do we really trust that? That by submitting to the king is how we take refuge in the Lord. I ask you all this morning to think back, reflect, and submit to all that's happened this year. Submit all the pain from this past year. Submit all the joy and the good times as well. And now, the tricky part is how do we submit? And how do we submit to the king? How do we look back and let things go? How do we move forward? And I've tried to answer this with a simple two-step process. It's not simple. It's actually quite hard. But simple to say. And step one is prayer. And to pray and confess to Jesus. All the pain, all the brokenness this last year brought. Tell him. Tell him it hurt. Tell him it was terrible. Ask him to take it. And then pray and give thanks for all the good times, for all the good things. Rejoice. Be thankful. Uh, Step two, it also kind of coincides with step one, so it's more like step one and step one and B. 
Trust that Christ heard you. Trust that he is alive, that he is ruling and that he's reigning right now and that he is in control and that he will not leave the broken things broken and that he will bring back joy and gladness this year, that he will bring back joy and true life. Blessed are those who take refuge in the Lord. Blessed are those who submit to Jesus. Let us pray. Father God, uh, thank you for sending your son Jesus. Thank you that he is reigning and in control. Thank you that you have uh, made a way for us to take refuge in your son. God, I pray that you would uh, show us where we fought you, Lord. Help us to let go. Help us to uh, rejoice in the good things you've given us, Lord. God, I pray that you would restore the brokenness in all of our lives. That you would give us comfort in the, t- in the heartache and the pain. And God, I pray that you'd give us trust. Trust in you, knowing that you will right every wrong. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, we're going to do something slightly different as Datsy comes up, super eager. I'm going to have to sit back down. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a minute, one whole minute, 60 seconds, and I have a clock, to just sit and think about this past year and reflect. Where did we fight? Where did we submit? What do we want to give to Jesus? Let's do that now. Just one minute. Thank you all for taking the time to think and reflect. I'll have Datsy come up. Um, Thank you for listening so carefully. Can I invite you to turn to one or two people next to you? Um, There are a couple of questions on the screens that you can use to uh, chat about what you've just heard. Um, If you'd rather not chat, I'm a bit like that. I can find these situations a bit awkward. But I I said this to our church years ago. Um, We went to a church where part of the service one Sunday was where everybody hugged everybody. Now, that was super awkward. I actually sat out. I was like, I can't cope with this. So maybe now discussing questions with people next year doesn't feel that awkward. Um, So have a look at the questions. Chat about them. If not, have a look at the pigeonhole and vote for questions you want answered. And then Caleb and I will come in a few minutes. But chat away.